Hi, and welcome to the official Laughs podcast. My name is Estefania Lacayo, and along with Samantha Tams, we founded the Latin American Fashion Summit, a global platform for Latin American fashion and design. In our podcast sessions, we aim to bring you enriching and inspiring conversations with designers, entrepreneurs, leaders, activists, and newcomers, and share their powerful stories with you. Thank you for being here. We hope you enjoy the following conversation. Please note that given the circumstances, this podcast was not recorded in a face-to-face setting, so please excuse the less-than-perfect audio. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Eva Hughes, a person who I deeply admire and who have supported the LAFS mission since day one, and in fact, was our first advisory board member. I knew of Eva, but have never met her until Samantha and I founded the summit. We started talking prior to our first LAFS in the Mexican Riviera and invited her as a speaker in 2018. It was no surprise that her talk was one of the most highly rated by our attendees. Relatable and inspiring, she spoke about dealing with change, the importance of reinventing yourself and learning from failure, all from a very personal standpoint. There is no better time than right now to talk about these powerful things, which is why I am so excited to have her here today. Most of you are probably familiar with Eva Hughes. She served as CEO for Condanas Mexico and Latin America for several years. She was also Editor-in-Chief of Vogue Mexico and Latin America. She has a 20-year track record of successfully developing strategic alliances and curated content for the luxury goods market. Moreover, she's the founder of Adira Consulting, where she helps brands succeed in the retail market. Ava also has an insightful podcast, which I personally love, Ava Talks. Ava, welcome to the session of the Laughs Podcast series. It is so great to have you here today. Ava, how are you making the best of this moment right now? Estefania, thank you so much. You know, these are very difficult and challenging moments for everyone. Um, There is not an easy path to how we manage this because it's very personal and very individual. General rules do not apply to circumstances like this. We're not prepared. It's not like a hurricane where we know what we have to do. So at the end of the day, we really have to look within ourselves and find peace of mind, um, balance. If there's a way that you can meditate, whether it is whatever it is that helps you to really find your core and your balance and understanding and repeating to yourself that we're going to get through this that everything is going to be okay. There has to be some sense of reassurance. And I think in these challenging moments more than ever, we need to tell ourselves that everything is gonna be okay, that we're gonna get through this no matter what. And for some, it might be wishful thinking, but if there's a moment where you have to really get your positive thoughts going and your mindset in a good place, it's this one. I've been meditating every night and uh, and not meditating very, you know, um, in a sophisticated way. Everybody has a way of doing their own meditations. Find your own way, and you have to keep your mind really strong. When I hear the, about the virus, it's, it's about your Im- immune system. And one of the things that I worry about and I work a lot upon is making sure that my head and my soul and my heart are in the same place. Because one of the things that we don't want to happen is that we get attacked because our immune system is down. And as much as you can take vitamin C, and I'm not a doctor, I'm not a specialist, but what I really think about is the power of the mind, the power of your soul, the power of your faith. 
whatever it is, and you have to keep strong. I mean, this is about your mind being strong, about being connected and really getting that through. So it's not easy. There's not a formula. And whomever tells you when you speak to them over the phone that they're doing great and everything is fine, everything projects their own way. You know what I mean? So everybody projects through emotions their own ways. For some people, it's necessary to say that they are fine because that's a way for them to be normal and for them to have some some type of normal situation in their lives. So I think be kind to yourself. More than ever, we have to be kind to each other, but more importantly, kind to ourselves. Completely. I think you said it perfectly. And also for me personally, it's finding also that time during the day for like, you know, five minutes at least during the day where I can really just meditate in my own terms. I actually have been meditating in the morning uh, but sometimes, obviously, with two kids, it's extremely hard. But finding at least five minutes of the day for yourself, it's super important. So yeah, It is. And, you know, furthermore, we are so different. So there are many people I talk to during the day that they have a business and they have kids. And then there are people who have a business. They're alone. Right. And you're also teachers. Right. So there are people that are alone. And just because you're alone or you have kids, it doesn't mean that one, you have kids, you're entertained. It's not true. You're working even harder. It's a disruption of your life and you're, you're alone. Then who's there to entertain you? You have no way to, you know, kind of entertain your mind into something else. So you're thinking and you're, you're thinking way too much. So it's a way to really have empathy in this moment for everybody. You know, I keep thinking that sometimes the universe, at least for me personally, I think that sometimes the universe is proving, is actually sending me this to prove to me that I can maybe do things that I've never really undergo in the past. Like, for example, I'm a very bad cook, you know, I never (laughs) thought I would be able to make lentils and, and clearly they're not as good as the people that helped me in the art, but you know, but I make them and teaching at the same times and being an entrepreneur, it's extremely hard. And I think, I think it's crazy to say that it's not hard. I think it's everyone, we're all struggling in a different way, but the reality is it's a difficult time. I mean, I think it's, it's okay to accept it. It's okay to look for help. It's okay to cry sometimes and, and, or to be angry, but the reality is that it will pass, like everything, it will pass. Absolutely. Um, so secondly, um, as you know, many of us with businesses and different projects would undergo drastic changes, much like yourself in the past. Right. Could you tell us about your experience with change and what it was like to reinvent yourself? How did this experience make you stronger? You know, it's very interesting that you mentioned that, Estefania, because... I loved my job and I loved what I was doing, but at the same time I was exhausted and I take full responsibility for it. And in the way that I faced my new life and said, okay, what do I want? What is going to make me happy? What is going to make me feel satisfied? And my own transformation didn't come from outside, but really came from within. And that's the most powerful thing powerful thing. And it's not easy. You know, many people look at me now and talk to me and they are like, you did such a great job. You have evolved as a person in an emotional level, professionally. But I keep reminding them that it is really, really tough. Transformation, it is not easy. But you you shouldn't stay away from it because it brings so many opportunities 
to your life and to yourself. And, 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 you know, for me, it was something that I really wanted to do. And nowadays we're being forced to do something that we had to do and maybe we were postponing. So I think this is a good time for that transformation to happen. And the one thing that I think about is you cannot have fear of transformation. You cannot have fear of the unknown. Many times we're so concerned to wanting to know everything. I see all these you know, conversations on social media and everybody wants to know the answers to everything. And that's normal, that's human nature. But sometimes we have to let it go. And for me, I was a person that I was in control all the time. I knew what was happening. I needed to know what was happening. And, and remember the word, I needed to know what was going to happening and what was going to happen. So that was a need for me. And then I realized that that need came from somewhere that was could be some something toxic. So I had to learn how to let go and let go, flow. Don't put pressures on yourself. That doesn't mean you're not doing anything. It means that you're just thinking in a very different way and you're acting in a very different way. So I say to people right now, in this moment, instead of panicking, instead of saying, oh my God, what's going to happen? And I know the economic uncertainty, and especially for a small businesses, what is going to happen to my business, my life, my livelihood, my dream? What's going to happen to the future? How is our lives going to, how, how is my life going to be like? And I know that many people are thinking about that, but you need to worry about they by day and what you're really in control of. And what you're really in control of is to making sure that what you're doing is aligned in every way possible to your core values. So more important than ever before is to really determine what are my core values. And also something that was the theme of your first Latin American Fashion Summit, what is my purpose? And we're it's, all yeah, thinking, right? And so many of us are thinking this big, gigantic purpose. How about small purpose? And how about not reacting? I see a lot of brands seeing what other people are doing or what they should be doing and reacting. Or as people, we are reacting instead of taking a moment to congratulate ourselves on how we're managing the situation. And even if you're crying or you're upset, or you're angry, or you're happy, or you're cooking more than normal, or you're playing more than normal, you're doing more exercise more than normal, just enjoy the little victories and make peace with yourself because that is the one thing that I had to do. The most important change came from the way I lived the way I woke up every morning. I used to wake up and thinking, oh my God, I have to look at the phone, all these emails and resolving, and I didn't have to moment to pause. And I cannot blame it on my work. I blame it on myself. So I really worked hard to make sure that from the moment that I was at till now, I wake up every morning and no matter if any thoughts are creeping in, I say, thank you, God. And it doesn't matter what faith you have or you don't want to thank God. You can thank whomever it is yourself. Thank you for the life I have. Thank you for my health. Thank you for, for everything that you're allowing me to have. And I think that you can start the day by that, by that sense of gratitude. And then you can do whatever you have to do. But don't put pressures that you cannot control in a moment of uncertainty because that's only going to hurt you. No, completely. And you said something that, that that we always talk about, you and I. It's about finding your why, finding your purpose. And I think 
also for small businesses right now or for or even our audience listening right now if it's brands um finding this time of questioning why do you make this like what is the purpose and the reasoning why you do this and i think this is a great time for finding finding that actual purpose um for for the project that you're doing um and that can lead to a great reinvention, right? Absolutely. And at the end of the day, I think that everybody's very nervous and you have to differentiate as a brand or as a business, whatever industry you're in. One thing is who you are, what your company is, what service it gives. And then another thing is, is your financials. And many times we're driven by our financials and that can really hurt you on the long term. So you have to be more than ever patient and listen to your number one audience, who is your customer. And you have to really feel. It's the perfect time to listen to your customer, to to get feedback from them. And feedback, and maybe there's silence. Don't get freaked out just because there's silence. People might be focusing their attention somewhere else. But if you are consistent, and I think that's one of the things that very valuable, is that you have to be consistent. I see one thing, especially in, in fashion brands, I follow a lot of designers, and sometimes I see that they mix messages, and you have to be very careful in how you mix the messages. What am I referring to? So if you are a designer, you have a small social media team, or you're doing your own social media, you're uploading things that you're cooking with the kids, you're doing exercise, and then suddenly you're putting something that is more brand oriented. And you have to be careful how to mix those messages. So or, you're just, putting your, your, or you're putting, you're telling the world your workout routine of the day. <laughs> yes, and, and I think that's great, but if, you, if that's not your essence and you're not gonna always be doing it, then you are just utilizing social media and that channel for your own expression. And you're not really thinking about the customer. Does the customer yeah, it's funny, um, think it's that? It's funny you say that actually for, for us at Labs, in our team, um, when when this when the crisis started happening, we started, you know, we, we had a call, we started talking about what message should we be telling our community? Because, you know, we were literally about to start announcing speakers because we had just started our early bird, which had started with unbelievable sales. Right. Um, but immediately we had to make the decision and be like, I don't think it's the right time of telling our community who, what is the lineup that we have already confirmed. So we've, we, we talked about it internally and we decided that we just needed to use our voice and use our platform to find a way to make a community stronger, to listen to them and to find ways to really bring them good content that they could find ways to implement into their business, like this conversation, which we're having today. But it's something that for all businesses, you need to question yourself that like there has to be a very clear DNA of you as a brand or as a business, um, the message that you're telling your audience, because if not, like you said, it's extremely confusing. Right. And also you have a role because Latin American Fashion Summit the essence is about networking and giving a lot of insights about the industry. So your role more than ever is so important, but for individual brands and for smaller brands, you really need to think that sometimes silence is your best response and you don't have to look at what others are doing. And that's really difficult because it brings a lot of anxiety. I see that this person is doing this and this brand is doing that. 
okay, how is that, how would that bring value to you? How is that coherent to your values? So don't, don't be that upset or uh, anxious about what you're not doing. It has to make sense. You know, one of the things that I mentioned in that beautiful keynote speech that I was able to give in the first edition of Latin American Fashion Summit was about letting go and the, the better you. And I always make a reference to the movie Frozen from Disney. And I know that coming from being a CEO, most people are like, okay, is she talking really about Frozen? And I'm like, yes, I am talking about Frozen. Because sometimes in the most um, silly of things, and I don't want to call Frozen silly, but kind of childish things, and we all have our inner child, by the way, we can find a lot of reasoning. And I go back to my notes of that conference. And I remember saying, you know, what were the teachings of Frozen that we can apply to any circumstance regarding change? And one was to listen, two was to embrace your dreams, three was to let it go, and four was to be yourself. And more than ever, I think that people have to really listen within and be themselves. So that actually leads me to my third question that I have for you today, which is, I recently read a quote, to improve is to change, to be perfect is to change often. It was said by Winston Churchill, and it really resonated with me, especially these days. I also go back to a conversation we had these days, you and I, about change and evolving. I think as an industry, we are all in a state of worry and panic about the future, but I also think a lot of good can come out of this, right? And it can help so many of us reinvent ourselves in a way that better serves the planet, our community, and ourselves. What advice do you have for anyone who is struggling with change right now? Yeah, it's a great question uh, because, you know, for me, my life was a journey of self-discovery. And change is neither good or bad. You know, what matters is the kind of change that you're going to do is whether you're going to evolve or whether you're going to be so stuck on the idea that you need to change that you don't go anywhere. So you have to be very careful if you're ready for that change. And whether it's the change that's impacting you, which is one thing, another one is the one that you have to provoke or the one you have to adapt to. So I think that right now, my best advice in moments of uncertainty is stay put, okay? There are some people that are going to have to do things, and then there are others who are going to have to reflect and prepare themselves for the future, which is tomorrow, because it's not such a distant future. We think that nowadays it's going the slow pace, like a slow motion, and we think that nothing is moving forward, but things are happening. And sooner or later, you're going to have to step up. So know your moment and know your place. And if you don't have to be active right now, like you have to be giving information, knowledge, insights, conversations, and engaging the community, then you have another role. Maybe your role is to look within yourself and understand what is it that you're going to have to do later on. What is it that I want to do in terms of a strategy? How am I going to communicate after all of this is happening to my customers? How am I going to be selling? How is the attitude going to be? And think, don't think so much about yourself. One of the things that I think that people mistake is if more than ever during change, there's one thing you have to take to the garbage and that's your ego. And your ego has to go to the garbage. You have to let it go. 
You have to let it go more than ever. This is not about you. This is about the impact and the transformation and the change that you can create for others. And then in the process, in the long term, it is the process and transformation and change you're going to provoke in yourself. This is not the moment for you. This is the moment for somebody else. Don't be so anxious to throw that much information out there. Be personal, be authentic, and be yourself. And if you haven't been sharing your cooking sessions with your audience, don't start now. I completely agree with you. Um, what is, what's actually your thoughts for the future? Obviously, none of us really know what the future holds, but what are your thoughts for the future for the fashion industry um, that you would like to tell our audience? You know that I was very fortunate to have an attribute in my personality that's overthinking. And then after a while and, and many years of that overthinking being very successful, I realized that I wasn't really good at all. <laughs> so I've learned one is not to overthink things way too much. You have to think about the now and then think about the mid and long term. My best advice is at this time, you know, we're leading a very transformative moment. We're scared. We don't know what's going to happen. One day we might wake up and we're great and we're good and we're positive. And the other day we are thinking, what is going to happen? How am I going to pay my employees and my team? How am I going to survive? What's going to happen six months from now? How is the business world going to change and evolve? And I think that at the end of the day, what you need to really have within your soul and yourself is that the only thing that you can actually control is your attitude and your reaction. What will determine who you are in this world is the way that you reacted to really difficult moments. More than ever, if you want to be impatient, don't. If you're stuck at home and you have a team and you feel that things are not happening and people are working remotely, but you're not seeing the work, give it a break. You need to give it a break because this is not the moment to pressure people. This is not the moment to pressure people. This is not the moment to pressure yourself. You know, there's something really interesting in isolation and being alone like myself. You have way too much time to think. And sometimes it's great. We have time to think. We have time to see where we need to do things and and, uh, strategies and where we want things to happen and how we want things to happen and look. And then we have to face the reality of how we're going to implement it. So depending of where you are in your business, in your reality, in your leadership, make sure that you're taking into accountability that at the end of the day, you're going to really rely on the people that work for you. And now more than ever, your mindset, the way you think, the way you react, the way you talk to people, the way you lead them and inspire them and push them, motivate them and think about their needs and bring that collaboration together is going to be the key for any future success. It took me a lot of painful lessons to learn this. I made a lot of mistakes in my career. I wish I would have known this earlier because I would have saved a lot of uncomfortable situations and and making mistakes that were really painful for me and for others. But when I learned my lesson, I realized how important it was to know the beauty of time. 
No, it's, it's so it's so beautifully said. And actually, one of the things that you've said to me also in the past, and it's always, you know, resonated with me, and I keep always remembering to that phrase that you told me once, <laughs> is about disruption of change will depend on your mindset, which is what you're saying right now. While this is very easily said for, for so many, right, it is also very tough to accomplish. Absolutely. What advice do you have? What advice do you have for our audience on changing a mindset of, of the past and leaving behind old patterns? So number one is acknowledging what you want to leave behind. Because change cannot happen if you haven't acknowledged what is it that you want to change. Because if we think generally, I want to change my life. I don't like the way things are going. I want to change this. What is this? What are we talking about? Have you done your homework? Have you sat down and written down or talked to somebody and really line up what are the things that you want to change? Are you talking about your change or are you talking about other people's behaviors? The way you want other people to change. So there is a process in which you can write down the things you want to change and you have to edit it and you have to really work deep within yourself and analyze that the change has to come from within you. There are the things that you control. Many times we focus on the things that other people do to us. So imagine for a moment, Estefania called me and she asked me for this and I don't understand because she really wants me to do it ASAP, but I have my kid and I have my life. So is it about Estefania or is it about me? And I really need to sit down and analyze that I'm not going to change you, but I can change my reaction. You know, one of the things that was very interesting for me to understand was that there's a lot of things that that we can change, but 10% is what happens to you and 90% is how you react to it. So that's why I'm so focused on the reaction, because if we feel that we are victims, then we're always going to blame somebody else. And that doesn't generate change. Change is about you acknowledging, how could I have reacted better? How can I make a difference? How can I be better myself? And it's time to write down and say, where do you get angry? What triggers you? What brings you anxiety? How can you prevent it? And believe it or not, just think the best out of everybody. But more important than anything, just think the best of yourself. Many times these anxious moments because of change come because we don't recognize our value. We don't recognize what we're doing because nobody is out there to clap us or to give us recognition for our small incredible victories or for the things that we do that require enormous sacrifice. Nobody's out there to tell you, Stefania, great, good job. Yes, a lot of people will give you the kudos up for all the things that you're doing. But at the end of the day, you have to take care of your kids, uh, take care of your husband, take care of your home, take care of your business, and maybe go to bed exhausted and thinking, what am I doing? Um, and in, in those moments is when you really have to hug yourself. And again, it took me to be more than 40 to understand how important it was to hug myself. But once I started doing it and recognizing that I didn't have to be different, I didn't have to be somebody else. I just had to be like Elsa in Frozen. And I had to see within <laughs> myself 
and to see what I was able to give. And that day, I was the happiest and most satisfied and balanced person that had ever been in my life. No, and also something that you said, uh, which is so true, like for me, um, on my personal experience, um, letting go, it actually took me three to four years. People need to understand that evolving, you're not going to evolve in three months during quarantine time. Like it takes, or it takes people days, it takes people months, it takes some, like, on my personal level, it took me years. You know, I decided, stopped working in that time. I decided to take that time to think about what was my mission? What was my purpose? Also questioning, what am I good at and what am I not good at? That's something, and that that's actually goes uh, very um, aligned with something that you said before, which is the ego. Letting letting go, let completely let it let go of the ego and understanding and accepting, I'm actually not good at this. And I think this time should also be of use for all those entrepreneurs questioning and you know and furthermore yeah and i agree with you because you're not being coherent to your brand and we're talking specifically to people that have a business because if you have a personal account and this is your your personal life and that's what you share all the time then that's fine but if you have a business you have to be respectful of the business and again when you're writing those values and the mission and vision this is not just a document that you do to look good this is a document that inspires the people that work for you and it doesn't matter whether it's one person or just yourself working within that company you have to be true to yourself and those values and you know to to change is to ask questions to change is to really accept what is happening but it doesn't mean that you have to transform the values of your company and so i think that it's really important how you adapt to those changes. So if you have to maintain more than ever a coherent message in your brand, and you might be thinking as an entrepreneur, well, I'm not giving advice. I'm not doing what another person is doing. I'm not giving emotional tips. I'm not, stop. Yeah, which is fine. Stop. It's fine not to be doing it. You know, it's fine. have to be doing it, yeah. What are people expecting from you? How can you add value? Do people look at you like a voice of reference for moments of uncertainty? Is that how you want to be seen? Are you going to continue doing this after this crisis? So ask yourself, you that know, super what do you like, want? For example, the, the other thing someone reached out to, to Samantha and I, and we were just talking briefly and they were like, uh, she was like, we would love for you guys to give us a webinar. And, uh, and Samantha and I, we both said at the same time, we're not teachers. Like, right. we, we're, we're entrepreneurs, but we can't. And, it, and, and the person that we were talking to, we're, we're like, wow, that's so nice to hear you girls say that because mostly everyone I've been asking, they immediately jump into it. And I'm like, of course we, we can't do it. I mean, I personally don't have those skill sets. I mean, I understand that we're actually doing webinars where we're allowing many of you to do it but i don't have those, those skills set but right. i think it's also taking that time that like acknowledging that yes some others are doing this and doesn't mean you need to be doing it. so we go back that to the says, reaction uh, we go back to exactly. the reaction don't react just because somebody else is doing it know your place know why people what people expect from you and just stay put because I could be speaking about a lot of things, but I stay my course on what I know. 
and try to share things that I know about. And I'm being very responsible because I think more now than ever, there people need to hear a sound of confidence and reason and stability and knowing that we're going to get through this, uh, you know, together more than ever. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big believer that for a long time that we've been living in a humanity crisis where our values have been forgotten. And unfortunately, this has happened. I feel the earth is, is breathing again. I feel that this has happened to us and not animals for some reason, not our pets, not dogs, not lions, not dolphins. Dolphins. And I think that's for a reason. There's a lesson for us. So the sooner we learn it, I think the better we're going to be. Yeah, there's absolutely a lesson. And I, you know, that's actually what, what gives me peace every single day after such a struggle. Um, at difficult days, you know, with, with, with you know, with my day-to-day of life that is so different to before, and that's what keeps me going. Thinking, you know, there's a reasoning, and there's a reason, a bigger purpose for all this change. That actually, I just want to uh, finish off. Uh, thank you, Eva, with one last question, which is, um, why? What are you most likely looking forward to in the future? I'm looking forward to hugging my friends and my family. I, I, I never thought, I'm not a big hugger or a big physical person. Many people that work for me know this, but um, you know, we really miss the physical contact. I, I think that the technology that we have today is a big tool and we're, I'm very thankful for it and we should all be thankful for it because he has allowed us to be in contact more than ever with people that are really suffering and going through a lot right now. Uh, but at the end of the day, we need that physical contact. I think that we're never go, going to go back to the normal life that we had before. But at the same time, I think that we're going to go back to a new normal where we're going to be better people. We're going to take gratitude in the moments that we have. We're going to acknowledge the people that are good to us. We're going to be more grateful. We're going to be able to sit down and enjoy that glass of wine and those moments in person with people and we're going to celebrate life. It takes unfortunate moments to celebrate what's most important. I really make a calling for people to focus on themselves, but also focus on their loved ones, on their family. Be grateful. I know that it's difficult, and right now people are going through very difficult moments. They don't know what's going to happen. They have economic uncertainty. They have probably, you know, most of them, their kids are home in spaces that are very limited and very small and confined. Not everybody has a garden. Not everybody has has a place to go out to. And I know that this is this is really, really difficult, but we're going to get through through this and hopefully we can all go back and and be better and have more empathy and be kinder to each other and value the people that are coming to your life and value the people that are willing to give you tools like you are and, and Samantha are doing and many others to help each other. Because at the end, the only thing that we have is that. Eva, it has been such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time and for being so personal with me and our audience today. We think so highly of you here at Laughs and your insights have made our project all the better. Thank you. It's my pleasure and congrats on everything that you're doing. All these, all these conversations that you're bringing to, to online and social media and keeping people connected and bringing a voice to so many people. That's really the purpose and the value of Latin American Fashion Summit. So I congratulate you on Samantha. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you to everyone who listened today. Our team is committed in bringing you some light during these times, and we hope you're inspired by conversations such as this one. Please let us know what you guys want to hear. Shoot us an email or DM us. Hearing from you guys is the best part and one of the most important aspects of what we do. Stay healthy and safe. Sending you all my love.